Welcome to the Baseball Happenings Podcast. Our guest this episode is Lance Fisher of Onyx Authenticated. He joins us to discuss their exciting lineup of products that include some of the top prospects in baseball, as well as their game-used clubhouse collection and their exciting partnership with the Futera brand. We'd love it if you followed us on social media. We're at Examine Baseball on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at From the Stretch and on the web, BaseballHappenings.net. So welcome to the Baseball Happenings podcast. We've got Lance Fisher from Onyx Authenticated. Lance, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Lance, give the listeners some background on Onyx Authenticated and how you guys got started with trading cards. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so Nick, we got into this business about uh, gosh, just over 11 years ago, uh, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, the name recognition is still being established um, just because, again, it's such a competitive market. But uh, me and a buddy got into this, uh, kind of into the autograph memorabilia piece first. And uh, I guess the, the mission or vision on that was really to produce a package product that, that gave collectors the opportunity to get game-used items, um, strictly staying with baseball and um, autograph memorabilia and so forth. We started signing a few exclusives, and the business just started to grow. So we were, gosh, we're, I think we were at the, the Vegas Summit the first year, and a few collectors came up to us and said, you know, are you guys going to ever get into trading cards? And, you know, my first thought was like, no, absolutely not. Um, you know, it's, it's an ultra-competitive market at the time. I think you had Razor, you have, of course, Topps. Um, I want to say maybe Panini at the time was also producing stuff. So it, it just didn't seem like a market we would have a chance to be successful in, uh, nor have really much interest. Um, so we, we did a few, few kind of analysis and ran a couple business models. And, you know, we, we came up with the idea to say, okay, we'll do a little tester set next year at the Vegas Summit. And uh, we put a set together, and it went over really well. So uh, from that point, we decided to go ahead and manufacture baseball cards. And uh, it was a slow uphill battle. There was a lot of learning curves to it. Right. Um, but uh, now it has it, 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 it blown up. Our vintage, uh, our vintage product this year was an absolute success. People love the look, the feel, uh, the checklist that we put together. And um, I tell you what, every year we've just gotten better and better, uh, you know, putting a product together when it comes to training cards. You talk about the vintage product, and I read a few images where you said you take a very curated approach to putting together who's going to be in this set. How do you guys mm -hmm. come to choosing the prospects, and what's the theory behind keeping it smaller? Yeah, that's a great question. So we, we've been very fortunate of identifying prospects early in their careers. Um, they're kind of, a, at, the, at the time, under-the-radar guys. Um, we've got a lot of established contacts with agents and scouts and um, just a little bit of my background. And um, we've been successful in identifying guys early on. Um, and then, of course, we look at guys also that are, you know, top 100 or top 10 guys uh, in, uh, you know, according to Baseball America. 
and uh, we were able to kind of get the established relationship there, and of course with the agencies and, and, and the, I guess the background with them, um, we're able to start putting together a checklist. So the reason why we keep it really small is one, we want to keep the I guess checklist kind of a high quality. We don't want to dilute it too much with a lot of guys that, uh, you know, and this is just us, you know, feel that may not have the potential to be real successful or a lot of, I guess, secondary value to them. And, uh, you know, we usually keep checklists about 20, 22 guys. We, we may grow that a little bit more, um, but, uh, you know, the collectors seem to like that. You know, if you buy a case, even a box, um, you tend to get someone that's going to literally give you the value back for what you paid for that product. So, uh, so far, the model worked really well for us. I also saw that all the cards are hard signed. Yeah. Give the listeners some background about how you guys are able to achieve that and when do you get to the players to be able to, you know, get them to sign in time for the release. <laughs> Yeah, now that's tell you what, logistically it is uh, it's, it's a challenge. But again, I think it comes to our established relationships with the agents and the players. Um, you know, we they, they know that we never do stickers, we never have, never will. And based on that established expectation, um, you know, the agents know that we have a hard deadline. We don't have a deadline that's like, oh, you know what? Get us the stickers where you can or anything to that degree. If, if, you know, listen, we've got to do this. The other piece is making sure that we're there for the signings. Um, granted, it's not always the case, but it's the majority of the situation. Um, we feel in the springtime during spring training, you know, the guys are all centrally located. They're either in Phoenix, Arizona, or they're in Florida. Since we're based out of Florida, it makes it a little bit easier for us to show up with the card, get them signed, and then and, and, uh, move on to the next guy. So, uh, you know, we, we've got a model in place that works, and um, the collectors love the fact that we strictly do hard sign cards. And, uh, you know, if you, if you plan out your logistics the right way, it can get it can be done. It's not easy, but it can be done. So, uh, you know, anyone who comes up with the excuse of, you know, stickers are the only way or the way of the future, uh, that, that's not true. Not true. Right, and you guys have found a formula that's working for you. And again, showing the collectors right. that it can be done. You start out the conversation saying, you know, that it's a lot of competition in the marketplace. Um, mm-hmm. If you had to tell somebody, like, where's your fit, what would you say to those inquiring about, like, where you guys fit and what space you do take in the marketplace? Definitely prospectors. Um you know, since we're getting guys early in their careers, um, you know, and, and the unfortunate side is we, we are an unlicensed product. So, you know, there's definitely some, some diehards that stay away from that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really the group that likes the prospects. Get guys early on. Get their first cards that are signed. Since ours are always hard signed. Um, that tends to give people a little more of a lean towards our way. Because of that fact, um, you know, our design is, is definitely unique, especially with the vintage look now. Um, I think the price points are right, but, you know, to, to kind of summarize it, definitely the prospect community is, is, is the guys that uh, definitely kind of buy up our product. You know, a hot topic regarding prospecting has been the involvement of Gary Vaynerchuk and his entry 
into the hobby mm-hmm. or re-entry, I guess, if you follow them enough, how do you think that's going to affect the hobby and bring attention to what you guys are doing, being that, you know, a lot of people are looking to get into prospects for the flipping mm-hmm. aspect of it? I, I think Gary has done an enormous, enormous job for the, for the industry. The fact that um, he's kind of spearheaded this, this uh, you know, awareness of the hobby and the potential and, and what these cards can do or, or what the hobby can do in general as a, a, a another way to invest money um, has been huge. Um, it was very evident during the national this year that the impact Gary's made is, is, has been enormous. Um, I don't think anyone would dispute that, but uh, it's exciting. You know, it's exciting to see someone like that with that kind of passion, um, that kind of knowledge, background, and understanding of, of the hobby uh, to kind of be the voice for, for literally everybody. So uh, it's, it's very exciting that Gary's gotten involved to this level. Yeah, definitely. We've written about him a few times, and um, Tops was very excited to have him involved, and he's brought a lot of curiosity back in for people who may have taken some time off. We're looking at your release schedule. You have a nice collaboration with Futera. Uh, tell mm-hmm. us about how that came to be being that, you know, they're on like the soccer side, but you guys have this interesting prospects and legends baseball product that's due to come out. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, it was a very unique, uh, situation. Um, we actually, I, and, 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 you know, I guess shame on me, but I hadn't heard of Futera before this year. And, um, I'm actually a soccer fan. And I happened to come across their cards and was just absolutely floored by the design, the look, the feel, the intricacy, um, the time it looks like they take to to make that kind of trading card. So I reached out to Gwyneth, who's their CEO, and asked her if she was interested in in the baseball. And she gave me a resounding yes. And so we started to build this partnership. We put this product together. Um, they have the exact same philosophy that we do. You know, all of their autographs are hard signed. Uh, you know, we, we, we stay away from exemptions as best as we can. Um, you know, we really want to put a, a very quality, high-end product together for the collectors. And so uh, we are able to do this. Uh, the product actually releases next week, September 4th. And it, again, it goes back to the hard sign thing where, you know, we've got legends in Ichiro, Randy Johnson, Wade Boggs, uh, Chipper Jones, Nolan Ryan. I mean, all, there's no stickers in this. All these cards are hard signed. So, uh, you know, again, I think we're going to bring a really good high end quality product to the, to the group. And I think they're going to be very excited when they start opening this. Yeah. Collectors definitely take to that high end you know there's a certain market for it but especially combined with like the look and the legends and then also that mix of prospects uh mm-hmm. i think it'll draw a lot of eyeballs to it because it's it's outside of the norm right absolutely and, and i think the other piece too is just the, the the type of cars that can be pulled out of there the one thing that peter is known for are their 24 karat gold plated trading cards um, that are very limited, obviously. Um, but I had brought some samples to the Nationals, and people were very surprised when they actually felt the card. Like, they, you know, they're thinking foil, not gold-plated, because these are all etched. 
uh, with some intricate design and so forth. So when they felt the weight of these things, they were like, oh, my God, this is, this is amazing. And so uh, I think people will be really surprised when they, uh, they open the stuff. Yeah, it sounds like it's a very heavy-duty collectible. Yes, absolutely. Um, you guys are also in the authentication uh, arena. I saw that you guys have like a flat rate uh, autograph authentication on your side. How do you guys manage that part of the business while also focusing on the trading card business as well? Yeah, you know what? We, we, so we, uh, geez, I want to say about four or five years ago, we dabbled with the idea of authentication. And so we played around with it for about a year. Didn't get a lot of interest. We were new. A lot of people didn't even realize we were doing it uh, just because we, we probably didn't give ourselves enough time to market it. But then, you know, Becca got into the authentication piece, and we were just like, you know, this really isn't our forte. Now, granted, we can do the witness, and, you know, we do things on site, but it really wasn't our, our, our cup of tea. And it was basically a direction that said, hey, this, this seems like this should be a, a good way to go. The need is there. But the, the, the amount of fraudulent autographs and the risk that we could literally trash our name if we didn't do it right, uh, we decided to back out of it and, and leave it up to the, uh, to the other groups to, to be successful in that arena. I understand because that's like a very hot topic in the hobby yeah. right now is the authentication. And um, while they get a majority of them right, there's also some speculation that things that shouldn't pass are passing through for reasons right you know that we could sit here and speculate about right and that's thrown some question marks into the hobby and i guess you're right in your assessment that yeah if you guys make a few incorrect judgments they could foil the rest of the operation absolutely and the risk was just too too much that we started to figure out and so i mean the good thing is we really didn't get involved enough to, to even, you know, make a, a, a minute scratch in the uh, in that, that, that industry. But, uh, again, the risk was too high, and we felt that, you know what, let's stay with what we know and what we're successful in, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll expand in that area. I listened to another interview also in the Clubhouse Collection product with the uh, mm -hmm. authentic batting gloves you said is uh, such a high-demand product. Um, how did you guys come to decide on batting gloves and what's the challenges is that it present for you securing them in a timely fashion for the product? Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Nick, every year we, we think we're ahead of the curve on, on building the supply of these things up to, to meet the demand. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, it could be price point, you know, the game use, the checklist we have, um, we do have a license with the Players Association, so it opens a lot of doors for us on, on accessing players. But um, it just, the demand over the years continues to grow. And this year alone, and, you know, the industry is really hot right now due to just all kinds, it's like a perfect storm of, of great things going on. But um, the demand this year was double of what we did last year. And, you know, we, we did not expect it. We, we knew it was going to grow, but not to that level. And, um, you, you know, we, we, we thought we, we came in high enough, but, uh, you know, we had to get those gloves in, you know. And, and sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle for these guys to get them in on a timely fashion, to get them autographed. 
so, uh, you know, there, there's definitely a little bit of a challenge with batting gloves. The other products, not so much, like the game used hats and uh, uh, the, the, the fielding gloves and hats. And, uh, of course, baseballs are, are, are real easy. But, uh, yeah, batting gloves are tough. Who are some of the prospects that you guys have in your current sets that you're really excited about and that, you know, you hope collectors take a second look at this season? Oh, man, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you guys that, that I think that the diehard prospectors will definitely recognize. Um, but I, I don't want to throw out uh, some softballs like Wander Franco, Joe Adele. I mean, we, we know that the, there's demand and excitement around those guys. But uh, a few guys really pay close attention that are going to make a, a, a lot of noise if they haven't already is Marco Luciano, the giant, uh, outfielder, young kid, 17, uh, absolutely destroyed the Arizona uh, league this year. Uh, did some things that was just, uh, just unheard of for a 17-year-old. Um, another kid to look out for is Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners. Um, what he's doing right now in high A, again, young kid, um, is just incredible. I think last night he went five for five with a couple doubles and a triple. Um, but those are just a couple names right now that aren't as mainstream, but uh, should have a lot of excitement around for next year. That's what may keep collectors coming back to the product or looking back towards it, uh, you know, in a year or two to come back to these guys and find their early or their first official signed cards. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it's funny, Nick, because, you know, in the 11 years that we've been doing this, um, you know, the prospecting has always been there, but I would have to say in the last two or three years, the amount of talent, and the, the, the guys that are coming up through the farm systems are, and, and the number of them are unlike anything that I've ever seen. Um, I've heard that from, from many people that the talent that's coming in at such a, such a young age is just, uh, it's really going to change the way that baseball is looked at in a sense of free agency and, and, and those types of things because, um, this, this talent is incredible. I mean, you look at Ronald Acuna, who's, who's really young, and what he's doing in the majors, um, you know, a few of these other guys. So uh, it's definitely an exciting time to be investing and prospecting right now because the payoff would be really nice. It has, and this year has been like a really exciting and wild ride. Does that give you any concerns? Because, you know, there's this kind of like rapid expansion of interest in the hobby. And then how is a smaller company? Do you guys manage it so that you don't go too fast, too quickly? Right. And that's absolutely something that we think about all the time. You know, you don't want to get too crazy in certain investments and in products and, and oversaturate certain things. Um, you know, you want to ride this out. You want to make it exciting for everybody. Um, you want to make sure that everyone gets a piece of what their intent is in this hobby, whether it's investment, whether it's just collecting, you know, value add in your product. Um, you know, I think as long as we keep those kind of visions or, or, or a foundation with what we distribute, I think we're doing well. And I, and I think, you know, at some point that, you know, the hobby is going to take a little bit of a downturn. It's inevitable. Um, but, you know, it's, it's being able to handle that maintain your reputation and, and still give people a reason 
collecting this hobby. You know, Gary has done an incredible job. Um, you know, it's, in a sense, we don't want to let him down. You know, we, we've got to keep this momentum. And even if it levels off, at least keep it at such a height that the, the interest, especially with the younger kids, um, is maintained and they grow into this industry. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the key there. Absolutely. Uh, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online and on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on uh, onyxauthenticated.com. Um, gives you a lot of insight on our products, checklists. Uh, you can verify your your uh, holograms on our, our autograph and game use memorabilia. Um, and then on Twitter, Twitter's probably the best way to follow us. Uh, we, we, we do a little bit of Facebook, but Twitter's uh, the best way. And that's Onyx underscore Authentic. And uh, you can keep, uh, we throw a lot of updates and upcoming signings and card previews and guy signing cards and all kinds of cool stuff on there. All right, wonderful. So, folks, check them out, Onyx. Authenticate a lot of exciting products this season and look forward to that Futera Reese that's coming out in a week. Lance, we want to thank you again for coming on the Baseball Happenings podcast. Yes, Nick, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball Happenings podcast. We'd love it if you subscribed and left us a five-star rating on your favorite platform. And remember, keep swinging for the fences.